The following podcast is part of the Underdog Sports Podcast Network. For advertising information or to find more great podcasts, visit us at www.theunderdogsports.com and follow us on Twitter at RealTheUnderdog. We have NFL Week 6 locks. We're talking NFL games against the spread. We have a lot, uh, you know, four games that we're really going to dive into deeply this week as well. You're listening to Sean and Brad on Get Paid. We got all the lines from Bovada Sportsbook. We are ready to go. Brad, how you doing, my friend? All right, my man, Sean. It's good to talk to you. How you doing? I'm doing all right. I'll be honest with you. I was a little checked out um, this weekend, so I still I probably should have done this before the recording. I've been busy. Um, um, so I haven't caught up on the numbers, so I don't know how we did last week. Actually, I could right. probably just, because uh, I always write them down, the handy-dandy write-down. Let's see who we took. I know we lost the Seattle bet. Miami, by the way, beat the crud out of C- uh, San Francisco. I'm, I'm sorry, not the Seattle, San Francisco bet. Miami beat the crud out of San Francisco. That was uh, wild, right? Jimmy Garoppolo benched? What is that? He was bad, man. He was awful. Miami but was he so bad that he deserved to get benched? Yes, I, mean, I think so. I mean, was that I, bad. He was he was that bad in the first half, and um, maybe they were just because the game was kind of getting out of hand. Miami from the first snap was just dominating San Francisco. It was I mean, bizarre. I wonder what that was. Who does San Fran have this week? Because maybe they were looking past Miami, who's by no means a joke at all. No, they're not. Uh, maybe may, that could be it. Um, the Los Angeles Rams is their their opponent this week, who we'll okay. be talking about. So big division matchup. Yep, and uh, we got right. a big division matchup there, especially now that they're what two and three. Um, the NFL, you cannot look past anybody. No, no, you just no. can't do it. You're going to get punched in the mouth every single time. Yeah, I agree. And Kansas City got punched in the mouth by the Raiders um, this week. Yeah, we right. saw them go down. They got Kansas City, who we were going to talk about that that tasty uh, Kansas City versus Buffalo matchup. Which, by the way, Brad, I know we'll do rapid fire a little bit later, but Kansas City's minus three. The reason we're not talking is because Buffalo's playing on Tuesday, and we record this on Tuesday morning. So we just didn't want to do a whole segment on a on a team when we haven't watched them play. Same reason sure. we're not talking about Houston, Tennessee, after Houston fires Bill O'Brien. Um, so what we are going to talk about, though, in addition to doing the rapid fires, we're talking Cleveland versus Pittsburgh, Green Bay versus Tampa Bay, Los Angeles Rams versus San Francisco, and Arizona Cardinals versus Dallas. Mm. Very interesting, basically, storylines with all of them. Um, I tell you what, let's just I'll just go in order the ones we read. Let's dig in and just talk about the Cleveland Browns versus the Pittsburgh Steelers. Brad, I'm not sure. I was watching the Steelers game. You know, as I kind of constantly remind this audience, I, I have three TVs going, so I watch three t- three games live all the time, and I try to catch up on storylines um, on you know Game Pass and watch games and all that stuff. But Cleveland, I'm sorry, Pittsburgh. I heard the announcer say Pittsburgh has not been 4-0 since yeah. 1979. Yeah, that's really surprising since they they annually go to the playoffs it seems. Yeah, it was one of right. their Super Bowl years. They're I mean they're always a viable team. They haven't started 4-0. It's like the weirdest outlier. Yeah. I mean, one of the most successful franchises in the history of the NFL, right? I mean... Yeah. And you got to think some crummy teams have gone 4-0 since before then, too. Um, wild. Like, I think Washington's yeah, been 4-0. Really one of the worst franchises in the in the last 20 to 30 years, Washington, I think, has been 4-0 since yeah, then. Yeah, very so. surprising. Very odd, very odd. But, you know, Pittsburgh, whatever. You know, they'll go 3-1 and one every four-game stretch, and they'll finish 12-4. Well, four, that's, you that's know? exactly right, for <laughs> so, sure. So, um, and now, the Cleveland Browns, I've watched them live two weeks in a row um, because I wanted to get some answers on this team. And I, so we, we've debated about Baker Mayfield. Well, I wouldn't even say we debated. I think we both kind of agree that we're not the biggest Baker Mayfield fans. And I think you, you're a bigger fan than I am. I am a bigger fan. I think he's, yeah. I think his ceiling in the NFL is about the same as, in my opinion, like a Kirk Cousins or a Matt Stafford, or in my opinion, a Matt Ryan, who I'm down on comparatively in, in the range. So like when we, when we're, when we talk, I know you, you just don't like him at all. I think, I think he's, his ceiling is lower. Yeah. Um, you, go ahead. Let's say, let's say it's not lower. Let's say it is Kirk Cousins. The problem, it's the same problem I have with Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. Everybody wants to annoy him as a top five guy. And it's, they're not that guy and I'm sorry it's never gonna be and Mayfield went first being drafted first man come on you get drafted first because you're supposed to be the guy and he is definitely not not gonna happen yeah I I don't know and it's hard because when that draft happened I thought that uh, Cleveland should have taken Sam Darnold it's hard to it's hard to compare because Sam Darnold and it's a dumpster fire with the Jets right now I 
At this point, I think it kind of looks like you're being stubborn if you say, yeah, they should have drafted Darnold given what we're seeing. Um, but I do think that if Darnold had a better go and a better offensive system, he'd be better. But you can also make that same argument with Baker Mayfield. I think Kitchens was a disaster. Like his interim head coach thing, I think that worked out really well. Last year was a disaster. And you and I were out on Kitchens in week one last year. Yeah, right. And, right. you know, we had the, the Cleveland, as, as fans do, you know, when they catch us on, on segments and we put these on YouTube and stuff, everybody says we're, we're nuts and, you know, F you and all this. Kitchens is you know, the new Jimmy Johnson or, you know, like people defend yeah. him until they stop defending him. But I, what I will say is when Cleveland made the, made the change and they decided to go with Kevin Stefanski, I said, brilliant move. Because I am a big believer in Kevin Stefanski. I'm a believer in any offensive coordinator and any play caller that commits to running the ball. I've said for, what, two to three years now, Brad, that Nick Chubb, if he's not my favorite running back in the league, He's a top three running back sure. talent in the league. Obviously, he's on IR right now, and they have Kareem Hunt to go with him. So, wow, not a bad backup. Right, right? And, um, yeah. I mean, that's probably the best backfield in the league. Not only that, but even two weeks ago when uh, Chubb went down, Dearness Johnson comes in, he p- kind of picks sure. up right there. The team can run the ball. And when you run the ball, as I said kind of during the offseason, is what's going to happen is Baker Mayfield on bootlegs and play action, he's going to get Odell Beckham one-on-one down the field constantly throughout the season. And that's what I've been seeing, especially over the last two weeks. Well, that's exactly what's been happening. And look, let's talk about their point totals for the year. 35, 34, 49. Well, you and I can score 49 against Dallas. (laughs) But nevertheless, 49 and 32. Mm -hmm. You know, and I don't think that that offense has been talked about at all. You hear a lot about Seattle's and Green Bay's, right? Because they're putting up big numbers. But these seem to be right in line with it. And And so for the first time, I'm giving them a little bit of credit. Let me say this about Baker Mayfield, because I, again, I'm higher on him than you are. I I think his ceiling is quarterback, maybe number 10. I don't think he'll be like a a top five quarterback in his career. I don't see it happening, but that's not to say he can't like as a fantasy football quarterback produce top five stats depending on the system. Right. Because we've seen that from cousins, right. That he can't play well with a good squad around him. Right, exactly. And this squad, I'll say this, I'm impressed by the defense. Uh, Miles Garrett, like nobody can stop him. I wouldn't say he's as dominant as um, as Aaron Donald is with the Rams. But, he, I mean, he's close, man. He is, he looks to me as good. You remember when Von Miller was all the rage and Khalil yeah. Mack with the Bears yeah. and all that? Yeah. He looks at like that level. Yeah. And I wouldn't put him on Aaron Donald's level quite yet, but they're different players because Aaron Donald's interior, you know. Aaron Donald, you look at the comparison as like all, all-time comparison is like Reggie White, whereas sure. Miles sure. Garrett, you're looking at the comparison as like, is he Bruce Smith? Is he is he like a, a Lawrence Taylor coming off the yet? Like, what is he? But bottom line is the dude is freaking awesome. So right. Miles Garrett yeah. is awesome. And you the, know, and, and Cleveland... Um, or better yet, Baker, I think he's the type of guy that can have a lot of success if he's just given discipline and structure. Mm-hmm. You know, if the if the organization is has got terrible head coaches and they're not teaching him the correct ways and keeping him in line and informed and all that, I think he's going to struggle. But from what we've seen so far, um, they've been doing just that this season. And I... It's hard for me to say. So, like, it, it's it, it, they're running a similar offense, obviously, in Minnesota, right? Because Kubiak takes over for Stefanski, who left Minnesota. And I, I saw Seattle have some success um, blitzing off the edge on the bootleg side. Like, they're bringing corner blitzes. Seattle was doing that towards the end of the game in the second half against Minnesota. And I haven't seen really teams do that kind of thing yet because Baker's been eating people alive on the naked bootleg. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, you know, defenses are going to start to adjust to that. Um, and I will say that Odell Beckham... It, he's kind of interesting because coming into the season, and it's the fantasy football kind of mentality, and, that's, and this show kind of gears more towards the gambling, especially when you and I talk. It, it, they're different things, right? Odell Beckham, people are sleeping on him, in my opinion, because he didn't put up a great statistical season last year, and right. in my opinion, under a poorly coached Cleveland Browns team, and and he was injured, and there are reasons, and yada, yada, yada. This year, I got to say, man, I've seen him streaking behind the defense constantly, yeah, and yeah. as you know, he had the three touchdown game against Dallas. That could have been a five touchdown game. Um, I've seen him interfered with on those one on one matchups, the double move one on one. It's sure. just eating people alive on the other side. And when Odell Beckham gets single covered, he's going to make stuff happen. And we're not even talking about Jarvis Landry yet, who's who's very good on the he's other amazing. side. But Baker Mayfield, I've seen him miss 
touchdown throws, deep touchdown throws, probably three to four times so far this year sure. because I've watched a lot of Browns games. So what I'm saying is Baker, I think he's still developing. This offense, as good as it has been, you've listed off the scoring, can be better. And I'm curious to see if they're going to fulfill that potential. And it's on Baker's shoulders to fulfill that potential. Right, right. He's got to elevate himself. And I think it's possible. I do. I think it's possible. The, the question I have would be the same one I have with Baltimore. Is, um, look, you know, as a passer, I'll say this, Baker's a better passer than Lamar Jackson is. Like, I know Lamar Jackson's stats and all that, his 36-6 and six last year. But look, you know, you look at Lamar Jackson, you saw what he did last year, and you want to say, okay, can he throw the ball deeper this year? Can he take advantage of matchups? And I'm seeing, and it's not just the stat line, I'm watching the games too, but the stats are like 18-30 to 30 for two touchdowns, like an interception and all that. It's just not, as a passer, he's... He's kind of he actually kind of reminds me of the um, the ex San Francisco quarterback uh, um, the the polarizing guy the, you know the guy that was kneeling to the national anthem what's his name I can't, can't even um, remember yeah what's his name there I, I keep thinking of Kirk Patrick it's not Kirk Patrick it's not Fitzpatrick it's <laughs> Kaepernick 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 oh that's embarrassing but anyway. Um, it, it, he reminds me as a passer, Cap like Kaepernick went to a Super Bowl, right? I mean, he sure. was he was good, sure. but he was primarily a runner who could toss. I think Baker Mayfield is better passing. Obviously, he's not as good as a runner. But okay, so one one thing to point out is mm -hmm. that the Browns in the first week of the year scored only six points. Okay. Yeah. And that was against basically the only good team that they've played, the Ravens. Right. right? Which brings us to this week's matchup. How are they going to compete with Pittsburgh, who, like we said, is 4-0? Pittsburgh is interesting because their offense started rusty. Their defense started a bit rusty. Their defense isn't playing, in my opinion, as as well as we're accustomed to seeing them playing. So I don't think I think Steelers fans would agree with this. They're not playing as good a football as they're used to seeing defensively. Right, but yet they're pulling out wins. They are pulling out wins because unlike last year, they have a quarterback that can complete passes, especially well, on third also, down. They haven't played anybody really. I mean, they beat the Eagles. Um, we know how they're doing. The Broncos, whatever they are, the Giants and the Texans, who are so bad they got their coach fired. Yeah. So, so maybe the same narrative for both both squads. I have but, to say, but we tend to lean towards Pittsburgh because they have the the tenure, right? They do, they have the tenure, and I I think that Ben Roethlisberger now is playing better football than Baker Mayfield is. Um, I mean, it's going to be interesting because Pittsburgh, you're going to have to score with Cleveland. And I was making the, the comparison between Baltimore and Cleveland. To me, like Baltimore, if they if they're losing, if they if they go down like they went down to, against the Chiefs earlier this year, Baltimore's one loss. Can Lamar Jackson throw the team on his shoulders and come back and win? Now Baker mm -hmm. Mayfield has done that in college. Can he do that in the pros? I don't well, know. He hasn't really done it yet. <clears throat> I think it's likely this week with Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh will be up for this game. I think it's a massive game for this division in both teams. I think it's important because Cleveland is a lot better than I thought they'd be. Like, I thought they would catch steam later in the year, but they started hot. And I can't say enough about this coaching staff and what this team has done. But I think that they're going to to have a slug match. I don't think that they're going to have the lead as they've had in the pre previous weeks. And I don't think they're going to be able to drop the hammer on the run game in the fourth quarter. I so don't think that they're going to they're gonna play well at all. I think they lose this week. I think they're behind most of the game. I think they're behind. And so I'm going to, what I'm looking forward to seeing is how does the offense, when they can't rely on play action for matchups, because the defense is going to be ready for it. And the defense will, like if Pittsburgh's up by like 10 points with like seven minutes left in the game, you can't run play action then. Right. Right. Because the defense is like, all right, we'll run out the clock. That's fine. You know, Ben, don't break with two scores. So if that ends up being the case, then what is Baker Mayfield going to do? When Odell Beckham's double covered and he's got to fit the ball into space and all that, truly, I don't know. My inclination is that this is a one-score game and Pittsburgh wins. Um, but the spread, uh, let me hit you with the spread, is Cleveland plus four, Brad, um, according to Bovada, versus the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Who do you got? Uh, I think Pittsburgh actually wins by more than that, so I'm going to take them to cover. Although, even though this may sound crazy, even though Pittsburgh may end up winning by 10, I think the game is closer than that for the most part. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think it's—I I have the Pittsburgh Steelers winning by six points here. 
But I, I got to say, like, it would not shock me at all if if Cleveland comes out and wins this game like forty to forty to twenty. Well, I don't know well, about that, a twenty. That would shock me a lot. I, I, let me say, I, I because Pittsburgh's offense is good enough to hang with even with Cleveland playing good defense. It wouldn't shock me if Cleveland comes out and wins this game by a touchdown. That wouldn't shock me. Um, because Cleveland's, I mean, Cleveland is a legit team, and we've been talking about like the Las Vegas uh, Raiders and the brand of football they play, and I like the Raiders and all that. I like the Browns more than I like the Raiders at this do point. You? Yeah, I do. I disagree. I disagree, but okay. Yeah. Um, they got weapons everywhere, and the, the reason I like them is because they're missing opportunities that I think they can capture by the end saying, of the season. Yes. So they, you're saying they could easily be better. Yeah. Just one or two, three plays away a game from actually being pretty dominant. Yes, I do. I yeah. do believe that. Because, I mean, Baker Baker has been like, you know, two feet too far in a couple of passes that would even, you know, they could, this team seriously could be averaging 40 points a game right now based on the opportunities they've left on the field. So I, I really think they have that potential. Now, Pittsburgh, on the other hand, their defense can get a lot, a lot better too. And I really think that they're the more likely team to make the deep run in the playoffs, as you predicted them as... Um, as a upset to make the Super Bowl um, right. for the AFC this year. Like, I'm not surprised by Pittsburgh's record. I'm not entirely surprised by Cleveland's record, but I am surprised at how healthy this offense is. So it's going to be a fun one. That one's that one's going to probably be That's my primary one. TV, man. Um, good, one. good one. I like that one, too. All right, so next game we have the Green Bay Packers versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Packers coming off the bye week. I'm hoping Devontae Adams is back. I assume he will be. I assume you will be as well. Uh, Chris Godwin perpetually injured for Tampa Bay. Um, he basically the Tampa Bay's offense needs Godwin back. It would be nice if they have Fournette back. But what I like about this game is that Green Bay and Tampa Bay are both like one of about I think six teams, maybe eight teams right now that are showing me that they can win the game defensively, or they they can win a game defensively, or they can win a game offensively, which means they're two dimensional. They can make teams one-dimensional on the other side of the football, on the defensive side of the football, which and they can both run the ball, which to me means that they can both make deep playoff runs and be Super Bowl threats. And they also yeah. have quarterbacks that have won Super Bowls, which is a big thing for me as well. So what do you think? I mean, you saw Tampa Bay on the Thursday night. You saw Tom Brady make, you know, you know the, the whole fifth down thing. He, was, he thought it was third down and it was fourth down. He completed well, a bet. That was odd, wasn't it? It wasn't was. the most bizarre thing? It's so it was. surprising. A little embarrassing. A little embarrassing. Yeah, and then he went to the sideline and started barking at people. <laughs> uh, right? Like it wasn't his fault or something. Like an I old mean... man sending soup back at a deli, right? <laughs> yeah, he was all bitter and crispy about <laughs> it, man. That was the weirdest part. Who didn't tell me it was? Somebody told me it was third down. Nah, it's, yeah, it, was I mean, it was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. It was embarrassing. Uh, this is actually really a really. I think this is a bigger matchup than people are giving it credit, and this is why. Because even though the Bucks have what two? Do they have two losses now? They only, yes, they have two losses. Yeah. But but does anybody doubt that they're going to be a completely different team six eight weeks from now? Right. Like a much much better, more improved, more buttoned up team. So this game has a lot of playoff implications. I mean, Tampa Bay, you, you lose Fournette, who I think is the better of the running backs. Um, you know, I know Ronald Jones, I see the stats, but I just don't, I'm sorry, I just don't see it. Um, he doesn't impress me. Um, Aaron Jones doesn't impress you? No, I, I, just, I meant Ronald Jones, not Aaron Jones. If I said Aaron, oh, I apologize. Ronald Jones. Ronald Jones for Tampa Bay. Um, so Fournette goes down. Um, Godwin, who is their their key cog as a wide receiver, goes down. Scotty Miller is down with injury. Um, OJ Howard is down with injury. And so like Tampa Bay has been kind of playing like a second team. Yeah. They're a little beat up. And, and Mike, let me just say this, let me, let me pose this question real quick. Is it possible? And I'll probably jinx myself for this game, but is it possible that Gronkowski is just not the same guy he was two years ago? I think it's likely. I mean, what has he done really? I mean, I, I saw him in one, one, he caught one ball and went for like 22 yards and that's been in five games. He's done that. So I don't know what, what's going on with that. It's yeah, um, it's kind of weird. Um, but you know, when Brady needs yardage, he will still look for Gronkowski. I and because OJ Howard's hurt, I feel like Gronkowski is going to be a bigger part of the offense. But he's just fine throwing it to Cameron Brate, you know. And Mike Evans isn't separating as much as he used to back yeah, when he had James Winston. He looks old all of a sudden. 
It's yeah, kind of weird. right, right. They, they they look a little old on offense. It's they weird. Do. It, it, but they're still putting up points. Right, you know? right. If they look like a little slower yeah, or something. That's but it. They, they look slow. They look slow. They do. There's not, you know, when you watch when you watch the Packers and mm-hmm. when you watch the Chiefs, like and a few other teams, the Raiders even, like guys are flying, man. Mm-hmm. And it's it's fast and it's exciting, but the Bucks look stale. Yeah. I agree with that. I agree right. with that. Maybe it's just a maybe it's a side effect or a consequence of of being only five games together in the system. That that could be it, man. That could because be. Because I'm not I'm not about to sit here and be an idiot and say that that Brady's lost it and he's holding the team back. Oh no, no, yeah. You know, like you know, like maybe I would for New Orleans, but that's another that's another uh, conversation. Uh, yeah, I agree. I mean, Green Bay. Um... Or I'm sorry, Tampa Bay. They they have potential. I'm not worried about it. And the, the, look, the Bears' loss was not a surprise to me. I think everybody's been overlooking. In spite of the Bears being um, three and one as well going into that game, everybody just yeah. thinks it was fluky. And what people and again, it's the fantasy football thing to me is everybody looks to offense. Like, where are the stars on offense that I can start on my fantasy football team? Oh, you don't really have one. Then yeah, then right. you, the you must be a bad team. Shiny. Sure, the offense is shiny and it's super appealing. But, yeah, we've been saying, like, Chicago's defense is legit. Tampa Bay's defense is legit. So a low-scoring game, that's what I was expecting. And I actually think I took Chicago to cover the spread last week as well. You know what's funny about Chicago is they haven't had a good quarterback in quite a long time, somebody that really draws your attention. And so we may lose sight of the fact that they are always a buttoned-up organization. Right? They're they're never Detroit. Detroit. (laughs) They're never Detroit, right? They're always kind of pretty solid in like a in like a Baltimore type way, right? Yeah. But they just they've been so terrible at quarterback. You're right. You're right. And I did, by the way, I did take Tampa Bay, so I missed the pick last week. But yeah. again, I wasn't yeah. I wasn't super surprised by the thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Let me let me say this about Chicago, right? Uh, Justin Herbert, mm. right? He's the reason why you start Tua in Miami. He's the reason why when you see Trubisky after three years being turd biscuit, you say sayonara. And you go get somebody else because they are out there in droves. They are, man. They, they are. are. Justin Herbert looked fantastic on Monday Night You know Football. what it is, man, is that for, for until about, what, I don't know, five years ago, you didn't really have to be an athlete Mm-hmm. In order to be a quarterback, I mean, let's look at Peyton Manning, right. and Eli Manning, and even Tom Brady. I mean, these aren't athletic men. Mm-hmm. Look, they're far more athletic than you and I. Oh yes, but oh yes, of, of course, right? Well, they can spend a million dollars a year in their body. I'd be a lot more athletic too if I could. Yeah, you know. Well, that's a good point. But, but yes, yeah. But, but the athletes such as Vic and Cunningham and you know players like that, those were the outliers for such a long time, and now it's like. You're not playing. You're not playing at a high level unless you can move like Patrick Mahomes, right? right? So, I mean, this guy Herbert showing us that, and I think that the talent coming out of the, the you know the college programs is just go right. find the guy. Go find the guy. That's why it, it, this this year's NFL draft is going to be super interesting because everybody's talking about Trevor Lawrence. He's the best prospect since Andrew Luck. Um, Andrew Luck obviously had his issues and he was his injuries and all that stuff. But Andrew Luck, if if people remember, was the best prospect since John Elway, right? We're talking about like we're talking about like once a decade talent at quarterback. But who's gonna finish with the number one overall pick this year? You're looking at the Jets, who have Sam Darnold. They'll fire their head right. coaching staff. Are they gonna want to start fresh? Right. I mean, they have talent right. there. So what do you do with Darnold? Do you trade him for a pick to somebody else? It would behoove the Giants to finish last. And yeah, actually, the Jets to finish second to last. That way, they don't have to maybe face that dilemma. Yeah, it's they could build around Arnold, and nobody would question it. Yeah, and, and I mean, it's 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 really weird. Atlanta's bad, but I don't think they're bad enough to finish the worst in the league true, because true. because their offense can score points. And I think Atlanta, their coaching was awful this year. And for some That's reason, right. they tried to like they're a fin- they're built to be a finesse passing team. And then this year, they're like, oh, we're going to be a power running ball control team and win the game on defense. It's like you're literally doing everything you're bad at. Is that's your strategy? I mean, it was it was a nightmare from week one. They should have just gone out passing the ball around the field like they had been for the last three years. But anyway, um, back to this game. Green Bay, Tampa, Tampa Bay, yes, they look slow. When Godwin comes back, maybe they'll look faster. Green Bay, on the other hand, you know, talking about Tampa Bay losing Godwin and the impact it's having on this offense, 
Green Bay loses Devontae Adams, and I'm just like, yeah, that's all, the only guy that Aaron Rodgers has been thrown to for about like three years. What's going to happen? You get Alan Lazard before he goes on IR. Go nuts. He goes on right. IR. Valdez Scantling gets some targets, but then Rob, Tanyan goes nuts at tight ends. Nuts. Absolutely yeah. nuts. This is a team, and again, I got to say, because I wasn't sure about Matt LaFleur, but the the next step in this offense has been really impressive to watch because what do we know about LaFleur? He was the offensive coordinator, had a nice successful run, but only one year at Tennessee, gets a job, and you're like, is this guy really qualified? I don't know. Has a nice year. I mean, to go to the NFC Championship game, overachieve, but it was kind of sure. a, a, like a boring kind of mundane offense last year. It was thud, thud, thud. It didn't look thud. that great. It didn't look great. No. This year, Aaron Rodgers looks like vintage Aaron Rodgers. Lights out. And they can run the ball. This right. Is, and they can spread the ball around. This might be the best offense they've had since their Super Bowl years. Aaron um, Rodgers is throwing guys open. Matt LaFleur is scheming guys open. That's a big deal. That's a big difference. Because and you haven't seen you haven't seen that in years, people no, no, being no. schemed Remember, open. Uh, McCarthy... The, the scheme was terrible. Nobody was ever open, and he was still depending on Aaron to throw guys open constantly. Mm-hmm. And that's like 2010 football. That's not McVay yeah. football. That's not the, the You're right. uh, Shanahan Shock and Sam yeah, Fran. Right. That's an old school thing, man. You got to have both these days. Otherwise, you're super limited. You know, the, 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 the standard for a top 10 offense should be scoring 30. Yeah, right. Right? Mm-hmm. Whereas back in the day, if you scored maybe – 24 consistently you were you were top five i don't know i'm just hypothesizing but but it's been electric man and they go with the run when they need to they go with the pat and big passing plays man even Mm -hmm. without Devante. yeah it's been it's been something else so maybe just maybe the past few years that aaron hasn't had his you know blow up mvp numbers maybe it was mccarthy because remember, we'd hear those stories about Aaron rolling his eyes every time he got a play call, right? <laughs> right. So, you know, and, yeah. and and everybody wanted to point to him and say he was being snarky, and maybe he was. But who knows? Maybe all this time it actually was McCarthy. Yeah. You know, who knows? And It's the only argument you can make at this point. Yeah, and it's, it's interesting. Let me hit you with the line in this one. Green Bay minus two and a half versus Tampa Bay. Who do you got? Uh, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Let me see. Let me double. Okay, yeah. Bavada has Green Bay minus two and a half versus Tampa Bay. I'm going to go with Green Bay. I think they're playing much better. I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if they went into Tampa and had a difficult time, but I, I mean, I haven't seen anything from Green Bay to this point, which makes me think they're not going to score 40. Yeah. Um, it's hard to go against Green Bay, especially with that within a field goal. I think I'm going to stay away because Tampa Bay awful loss. I don't love it, and Tampa Bay should be getting healthier too. I'll wait. I mean, if Godwin's out, I, I think is I think it's a Green Bay win. Really curious to see how Devonte like. Are they going to still distribute the ball to like Tanya and Valdez Scantling and all these things? I think they will. I think I think they will. Too. I think this has been good for the Green Bay yeah. Packers. Yeah, me too. that they can be as dominant offensively without Devonte Adams. It's and it's, one thing we haven't talked about is Aaron Jones catching passes out of the backfield. Yeah, I mean the guy is as good as it gets doing that. So I think they have a. Uh, I don't think they have to focus on Devonte. In the past two years, in what is it, six games without Devonte, they're six and zero. Yeah, yeah. They, it's a trippy stat. More distribution, right? I guess. All right, let's move it on to the next one. We got the Los Angeles Rams versus San Francisco 49ers. 49ers got punched in the face by what Miami. What was that, man? That's and that's weird for that team because what they do in order to win is punch you in the face. Yeah. It was it right? was like they came out flat. I don't know if they were overlooking Miami. I don't know if Dude, I don't know what it was, but from the first, I, I watched the game, man. From the first snap, it was physical dominance from Miami. They were living in the backfield. Garoppolo looked a little bit hurried, like he didn't want to get hit. Rushes some throws, overthrows some guys, interceptions. Ryan Fitzpatrick, who nobody seems to like, but I, I'll remind you, he's been with Chan Gailey, who's the offensive coordinator there, for like the, the last four years Chan Gailey coached an offense. It was Ryan Fitzpatrick, so he's familiar with the system. Miami are they are they two and three and three and two I don't know but remember Miami two of Miami's losses are to Buffalo and New, and and New England and Seattle and Seattle and Seattle and they hung in there against Seattle let me throw this out there with regards to the 49ers okay mm-hmm. their two wins were against the Jets and the Giants mm-hmm. right 
They have lost to the Cardinals, to the Eagles, and now the Dolphins. What is going on, Sean? Let me say this, too, about the San Francisco. What do you count on with San Francisco is, is defense and running the ball. Now, the running the ball is going to be there, but the problem was Miami put that game away, and Mostert you know, was a little bit banged up going into the game. I think they kind of basically shut him down. And really, situationally, they couldn't. They, they were down by too much. The, the running game was neutralized. I mean, Mostert went for like 11 yeah. carries, 91 yards, you know? Yeah, the right, run right, game is right. there. But the defense was bad, Brad. They um, weird, Miami weird. was eating the second cornerback up. Preston Williams was dominating that game. And the cornerback wasn't turning his head around. So they, were, they just kept throwing the ball downfield. And the cornerback was doing one of these, running in the other direction, never got yeah, his head yeah. around. Well, They're just know, feasting. The, the thing about Fitzpatrick is he will he will test you deep, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. He has... He is not afraid to, to go long on you and see how you respond. Yeah. And I think he's the type of guy that if he senses a mismatch, he's going there. Yeah. And he's going there, right? Yeah, and you look at Miami now. You mentioned at the top of the show, you know, start Tua. At this point, it's like, again, Miami's losses are to teams that are all inside my top 10 in terms of, and really all of Super Bowl threats, Buffalo, New England, Seattle. Right. And then they've handled two other teams. I mean, handled them, including last year's NFC representative for the Super Bowl. And, and they only lost to the Bills by three points. Mm-hmm. They only lost to Seattle by about a touchdown. Eight points there. Um, Who did they beat? They beat somebody that everybody's like, huh, they, they beat. And maybe it was the cover against Buffalo that was surprising. Like you thought Buffalo would, would handle them. They, they hung in there against New England week one. Did they play the Jets? Um, Maybe they beat up on the Jets or something well, like they, that. Well, they beat up on the Jaguars pretty good. The Jaguars, who I don't think is – they're an awful team, but yeah, you're either. right. Yeah. I don't either. I don't think they're an awful team. So moral of the story here is Miami as a better – I think you got to – I have a nice line for you later. Uh, I got the nice Bavada uh, line for, for Miami, which I think you'll, you'll like, but I'll save that for the end of the show. Miami's a little bit better than you think they are, but San Francisco, you expect them to, to answer the bill. And so they are didn't. we seeing the classic Super Bowl hangover? Are we, we seeing be. Jimmy Garoppolo missing one key throw and losing his confidence? Are we? Is that what we're witnessing? I don't think Jimmy Garoppolo is losing his confidence, but he st- he certainly played like dog crap. And yeah. and I mean, like <laughs> Shanahan on the sideline, you could it, like he was wearing his mask, but you could see him like open his mouth, like. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Right, did you really just do that, Jimmy? Like, what are you doing? Well, uh, remember, I asked you through text. I said, uh, well, well, why why did Garoppolo go out of the game? Like, did he hurt himself again? Yeah. Like, what was that? I never assumed that he played bad enough to actually be benched. Don't you find that wild? The franchise guy, the Super Bowl or AFC championship winner, yeah. whatever you call it, gets benched for having a bad half? He must have been terrible, Sean. He was, he was terrible. Mullins was terrible the previous week versus the Eagles, but... Is this what we're getting from San Francisco this year? They better they better get their stuff in gear now. Um, yeah, now they have uh, these two teams um, have been playing each other um, even last year. They were very close games. The Rams barely missed the playoffs. Um, if they pulled out, um, you know, one of these close games against San Francisco, they could have made the playoffs. The Rams are playing a lot better. Um, their running attack is fixed. Their defense is better than you think they are. Who, by the way, I believe the Rams, their new defensive coordinator, was like a linebackers coach for San Francisco last year. So maybe there's some attrition on the coaching staff. Maybe getting, you know, losing some brain trust in the room. What's up? Are you ready for this? Yeah. Okay, this is going to blow you away, right? Uh-huh. The 49ers have had the easiest schedule to this point. Now, here we go. Rams, Patriots, Seahawks, Packers, Saints, Rams, Bills. Ouch. Look at that, dude. Uh, mm. That must be a combined record of 25 and, and 4 for opponents. Honestly, if you're a San Fran fan, you'd be relieved to go 500 in that. Dude, the worst team they're playing is the Saints in that stretch. Man. Think about that. It, they got to get <laughs> stuff right in a hurry. And, yeah. and and it's not – and look, you know you know they have talent. You know they're coaching. Like I, I'm, I'm a believer in everything. Garoppolo, I, you know, you would expect him to bounce back. We'll see. It's not like I don't think that C.J. Beathard is going to be the starter next week, but you expect him to come back. My concern is the defense. Like, the defensive backfield was bad against Miami, and they're going to play, like, the Buffalo Bills. People keep sleeping on them, dude, but, you know, you got Stephon Diggs. You got yeah, even their rookie in Gabriel Davis. Coming. That team is balling. They are balling, and their balling. defense is good. Um, all of those teams have answers on the outsides and San Francisco last year was sh- they were getting to the passer quickly, but they lose Solomon Thomas. They lose Bosa 
in a game. So they're not, their defensive line is still good and it's stout, but it's not as dominant as it was. You know, they're not getting to the quarterback in one second. Maybe you're getting to the yeah, quarterback right. in two seconds, right. which gives right. the quarterback that extra chance to say, mm, I'm going to take that deep shot. And then you got uh, Sherman, who's been out. Um, I'm not sure if right. he's back and yet. He's going to be out again. Okay. From, so, what I, from what I heard. So then, so then you got, um, I mean, you just have holes everywhere. And this is yeah. a good team. They got talent everywhere, but they need to step up. This is an interesting one. Let me just hit you with the line in this because the Rams, look, we know the ball, they're, the the brand of football they're playing. They're playing great, uh, and they're yeah. back to where they were two years ago when they made their Super Bowl run. The Rams, according to Bavada, are minus three and a half on the road. San Francisco at home. Who do you got in that game? I like the Rams. This is an interesting one to me because I feel Aaron like Donald, this is man. I feel I feel like this is a gut check game for San Francisco. I do too. They're at Aaron home. Donald, dude, is going to be in, in in Garoppolo's face. And here's one more thing: I don't know if Garoppolo has ever been tested. You know, he's a little bit of a he's a little bit of a trust fund kid with regards to, to football. <laughs> where he's landed in the in the league and yeah, yeah, he's landed. He's always been had a good system. He's always good players just been around able him. To play pretty well. And I don't know, has he ever had to pull himself up? I'm sure he can do it, but but maybe we'll see. He, I three and a half. It's that half point at home, I know, division I opponent, know. underdog. You know that those always like generally cover San Francisco being embarrassed. I gotta think. Look, man, these guys are in the Super Bowl last year. Gotta think that they can do better than that. I know, I know, I know. I'm gonna I, take San Francisco to cover. Okay. I don't know what's gonna happen here, but I feel like it's a field goal game. These two teams played each other real tough last year. We'll see, man. But San Francisco, this could, be an, this could be an exciting one. Lots of lead changes back and forth. You would hope so. If San Francisco gets punched in the face again, season over. Yeah, well, especially with that they, deadly stretch coming up. Yeah, gosh, yeah. This is big for them. Big, huge, huge. Who would have thought we'd be saying season over at week six? I'm telling you know? season over. Season yeah. over. If, if they season get punched, over. if they lose, if they lose a close game, I can handle that. They get punched in the face, they lose this game by twenty. Season gone. Sure. Over. Yeah. Agreed. That's a brutal stretch coming yeah, up. That's about as tough as it gets, man. So you're going into that stretch with no confidence, right? Down right. in the no division, and what at one and four, whatever the case would be. Lost to Arizona, so that's two games down in the division in yeah. a really competitive NFC West. Season over right. if they get punched in the face here. All right. Uh, speaking of Arizona, we got the Arizona Cardinals versus Dallas Cowboys. Uh, we saw what happened to Dak, man. Um, that's unfortunate. We've been talking about his contract. Honestly, I I, I said. I said I hope he uh, he got an insurance policy out on his body for this season, which I'm sure if he was smart, he would have done that. You know, he's making 33 mil. I'm sure he he took out the insurance policy on his whole body there. But he cost himself some money. I'm sure he'll still get in it. Look, it's a, it's a fracture. It's a compound fracture. It's nasty. But I'm sure the surgery will go fine. This isn't the Alex Smith injury where he— Yeah, you know, he's, right. He's—, he's he, you know, if, if Dak Prescott had that injury and he played for Washington, I'm sure the doctors would bungle up and he'd oh, he get yeah. a staff infection. Oh. <laughs> yeah, for The sure. one thing you can count on, by the way, with Washington and their and their medical staff is they'll give you a staff infection if you, if you have them do the surgery. Seriously, <laughs> I'm dead serious about this. Look at the history of the organization. They give people staff. It's insane. Now, That's Dallas— it. That sounds like you're a little bitter, Sean. I'm not bitter. Look, they no. ended, they've ended multiple careers. Almost That's got Alex's, Alex Smith's leg cut off. That's terrible. That this is the Washington organization. They're garbage. Um, but as Dallas fans are like, yeah, of course they are. Um, yeah, of course. Yeah. Who'd ever thought that I would be the Dallas apologist in that scenario, right? No kidding. Well, Dallas should look in the mirror. Let's yeah. talk about that. Well, I mean, I I do think that they'll give him. I think actually Dallas is more likely to extend Dak now than they were before the injury. But they'll extend them. You know, it'll it'll work out for Dak, you know. Can I just say something a little bold right here? Be okay, bold. and feel free to disagree with me. But I don't think that Dallas is any worse of a team today because they're going with, uh, what's his name there? The Red, I, I called him the Red Rocket. It's the Red the Rifle. Red ri- the Red Rifle. The Red, the red rifle. Rocket, yeah, Red Rocket. <laughs> I don't think they're any worse at all. No, yeah, they, it, it's possible they could even be a little better. That, exactly. I was just about to follow it up with that. I mean, look what the, look what he did in the fourth quarter, man. He threw two big time throws to um, Gallup. Gallup, yeah, man. Those are big time plays with the game on the line. I don't think that they are any worse. I think that the the real magic for Dak it's not his play, but it's his leadership and his likability and the respect that that he he just kind of 
it's like a vacuum. People just want to give it to him. You know, they really like the guy, but I, I don't think he's that great. And I think Dalton is just as good. I agree. I think Dalton's just as good and he's what? $24 million less expensive or whatever. Yeah. It is. Right. So, right. And, and also maybe now you, you start giving the ball to Ezekiel more and more and make mm-hmm. that what, you know, what you do, even though they always say that's what they want to do, but they, they essentially don't. Yeah. It's, it could be stronger. I I I don't have any argument. I actually completely agree with you. And let um, me let me say so let me say one more thing. You know, Jerry Jones he made a statement. You know, in in an emotional moment, he said the right thing because everybody wanted him to say it. Dak's our guy. When he comes back, we pay him. And I think that he meant it when he said it. But dude. What's the landscape going to be four months from now? What's it going to be six months from now? I don't think that's a guaranteed thing at all. Do you? This offseason is weird because what it, it's underreported at this point, but the salary cap drops by like 20% next year. We haven't seen the salary, Brad, since we've been friends and talking football, we've never seen the salary cap drop mm-hmm. ever. Because the league revenues are just like going up, but because of the lack of fans in the stands and all that, there's now um, it's actually would have dropped by like forty percent. But there's a, an agreement in place, and basically, the owner said, "Well, we're going to set the floor here." But what that's going to do is Dallas, Philadelphia, New Orleans—they're like like eighty to hundred million dollars over next year's cap mm. already because the cap isn't going up. So, what's da- what? What is Dallas going to do? Can they afford to pay Dak? I mean, they're not going to franchise exactly right. it. I think they should have put the transition tag on him this year and let him find a deal and then pay him, you know, if they felt like it. That's what they should have done this year. But I, I think it's possible that we may have seen the last snap for the Dallas Cowboys from Dak Prescott. I really do. I, I, I was convinced that because of the economics of football and next year and yada, 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 I, I thought that Dak was never going to be the starter of the Cowboys next season. I sure, thought sure. that— I thought that with um, Dar- uh, not Darrell, Dalton, uh, Andy Dalton, a year in the system, I thought they would say, okay, go Dak, get your, get your money. Well, isn't Jerry Jones already telling everybody that very thing by not signing him to the, the seven-year, whatever you want to call it, right, the, the mega contract? Yeah. Isn't he already saying that, essentially? I think he kind of was, but now emotions into it, I think Jerry Jones really, I think he means it. I think it's more like, and I think that Dak's, Salary demands will come back down because I think he'll appreciate the loyalty a little bit more. That that yeah, that's that's a possibility. I and think it's a possibility place for Chicago, but yes, I'm I'm with you there. Uh, there's another there's another component too. Is <clears throat> every team is feeling the crunch economically next year? Yeah, this is probably the worst year for a French. Or ne- I'm saying 2021 is the worst year for like a, a massive quarterback free agent because of that financial crunch and because so many teams have like young quarterbacks that they like Mm. and so you know when you're Chicago and you're like okay we our defense is back do we want to you know sacrifice some of that defensive depth for a 30 million dollar quarter basically what I think is going to happen is is Dak you know he's probably going to leave it in his in his business managers and his his agent's hands and his agents are going to be like uh we got to get that money we saw what happened to his leg well sure sure I think it's more likely now that he's back they should say that yeah you know I just it was a really sad thing, and and he seems like a genuinely good guy. Yeah, and he just kind of radiates that, and I think we all feel that. Yeah. However, I don't think that they're any worse off without him. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Now Arizona, on the other hand, their offense is good, their defense is better than I thought it would be. Um, look, they're not a top flight team. We never thought they would be, but I think you can say that they're better than San Francisco, which I don't think we thought that coming into the season. So we were wrong on that. Um, yeah. I did have the Rams and the Seahawks above them. I still have both of those teams above them. But they can put up points, and they're playing Dallas. Kyler Murray might have his best game of his career. Oh, my God. For sure, like a video game out there. They can't cover primary receivers. DeAndre Hopkins might, and he's had some monster games. He Ooh. might have the best Ooh. game of his career. For sure. Odell Beckham puts up three touchdowns. There's no reason DeAndre Hopkins can't yeah, put up four exactly. or five. That's exactly right. Let me just hit you with the line here, man. Arizona... According to Bavada, minus two and a half versus Dallas. Who you got? Uh, remind me where the game is again. Sean. In Dallas, it's in Dallas. Yep. Oh, this is a tough one for me, man. Oh man, let me go with Arizona. Only I'm gonna Dallas say Dallas couldn't stop a nosebleed. I know. I'm gonna say this is the week that they do it for Dak. 
Okay, yeah, you know, I was going to go with that theory. I really was. Yeah. But McCarthy is such a chumpy idiot that the, he can't even get that message across. You know, he'll yeah. squash that with his <laughs> old school <laughs> patrolman attitude. A little ex-Green Bay coach bias there. You know, a little security guard at the gate. <laughs> he <doesn't have> <laughs> right, guard. he's that turd. <laughs> <laughs> so you're taking Arizona. I'll take Dallas. Do it for okay. Dak. I think he'll do it. Uh, let's let's go with some rapid fire, man. Um, Kansas City again. We haven't watched the Buffalo game. Bavada has Kansas City minus three versus Buffalo. Who you got? Wow, Kansas City all of a sudden not getting a lot of love, man. And I know Buffalo's been playing well, but I'm still surprised by that line. I would still have to have assumed that Kansas City would be a touchdown favorite. Wouldn't they be a touchdown favorite over everybody, or am I just giving them too much love based on tenure? The Maybe. point is, I'm going with Kansas City. Yeah, I mean, to me, um, you know, Kansas City, they had tough games against the Chargers and the Raiders. And I think Kansas City's sleepwalking through the first part of this year. It may may be that way, right? I mean, they're like, they're like moonwalking around, you know, doing stuff. They're just not, their defense isn't playing well. Their offense, you know, we've been so complimentary of them. They're not playing as up up to their standards as of well. They're just not giving us the Kansas City that we know. And I'm very cognizant of that. But the game where they needed to be up, and it was after that really bad Chargers game. They dominated Baltimore, who's a pretty good football team. I think Kansas City is going to be up for this game. Minus three, I always take Kansas City when it's under a seven. Totally, totally. That's that. That may be the pick of the week right there. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's it, easy. Too much value. Um, I'm going to go with Kansas City minus three there. I, I, I like that a lot. Uh, next game, we have Atlanta plus three and a half versus Minnesota. Oh, my God. What is going on in Atlanta? Just the whole thing is crumbling. And then Minnesota's not faring too much better, man. And then what kind of psychological effect is the is uh, them going for it against Seattle with a yard to go to seal the game, not getting it, then giving up the final touchdown? It's like, what do you, what do you think about that call, by the way, Sean? I don't like anything that Atlanta's doing this year. I think the, co- I, I think the coach is just like they're throwing darts at a dartboard. I didn't think— yeah, okay. I, I think Atlanta will be a little bit better with Dirk Cutter uh, calling plays and just like not and, and just calling a Dirk Cutter game instead of trying to do this power running weird stuff. It was just like yeah, right. I don't know. It was kind of like off. the whole thing's off. Yeah, it was bad. It was bad. Minnesota's playing better anyway. Like I said, uh, Atlanta three and a half. Uh, let's go Minnesota. I'm gonna go Minnesota too. I think they're playing yeah. better. Uh, let's see. Next game, we have Baltimore, according to Bavada, minus seven and a half versus Philly. Ooh, I got to go Baltimore there, man. I, I don't, what, for whatever reason, Philly doesn't have it. And I think they run into a juggernaut that is Baltimore and Lamar Jackson. Yeah, it's interesting, man. But Philly can put up points. It's one of these things where Philly goes up 14 early. You know, it, Baltimore just has a tough time climbing back. I think it's within a touchdown. I'm going to take Philadelphia. Um, and it wouldn't shock me even if if Philadelphia pulls off an upset. This feels like an upset week. Everybody's okay. looking past them. I'm yeah. gonna take Philadelphia to cover Fair that spread. Enough. I don't I don't hate that pick. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Chicago, according to Bavada, plus three versus Carolina. Ooh, this is an interesting game, man. You know what? Teddy Bridgewater. I'm gonna. I like him. Has has he ever not won a football game? I know. I mean. Does he ever start to lose? I haven't seen it in years. Yeah. So by that rationale, I'm going to go with Carolina. I'm going to say Chicago's defense gets it together. Nick Foles hasn't looked great, but he's played Indianapolis and Tampa Bay's defense his first two games. I think that uh, I think Chicago finally gives us a good offensive showing with Nick Foles. I think we get our three touchdown game from Nick Foles. Um, So I'm going to take Chicago. Yeah. Chicago to handle um, handle business primarily defensively, but Foles scores enough to get it done and, and looks better than he has the first two weeks. Cincinnati, according to Bavada, plus nine versus Indianapolis. Boy, Indianapolis is not looking well. Mainly Phillip Rivers. I'm, I'm going to have to go with Cincinnati. I think Joe Burrow can can maybe even outplay the future Hall of Famer. I think that's what we'll see. I agree, man. Joe Burrow is a little underrated. Cincinnati's defense is a little underrated. I think Indianapolis is good enough to win this game, but nine points is way too much um, for what Cincinnati yeah. can do. We've seen a couple of tough defensive matchups in recent weeks from Cincinnati. I'm not having the recent history bias here. I think Cincinnati covers the spread comfortably. Uh, next game, we have Detroit coming off a bye week, according to Bavada, minus three and a half versus Jacksonville. 
Oh, God, Detroit is so disgusting. Jesus, that team, dude. I, I, I'm so over it, man. Yeah. They're going to be ahead by 10 and then somehow find a way to lose by 7. <laughs> Jacksonville, right? I mean, that's all they do. Uh, this is a character week for them. Uh, we'll see, man. Uh, I, I I don't know. I, 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 both teams to me are so similar. I don't know what to do here. Um, earlier in the week, I picked Jacksonville, but that half point's weighing on me now. I think I'm going to change my pick back to, to – I'm sorry, earlier I picked Detroit. I think I'm going to change my pick back to Jacksonville. And I might waffle on this one again. I'm just going to stay away from it. But for now, I'll pick Jacksonville. Next game, we have Houston, according to Bavada, plus two versus Tennessee, who as of the time of this recording has not played the Tuesday night game yet. Yeah, that's a tough one. I'm going to have to go with Tennessee, though. I really like them without without knowing how tonight goes, which which makes it a little trickier, right? Yeah, so. assuming no big injuries and people are back from the COVID yeah, reserve yeah. list and all that. I, I'm, I'm with you. I like Tennessee. I'm a believer in them. I like the way they play football. Ryan Tannehill's a little underrated. He's, he's pretty yeah, efficient. I agree. Yep. I agree. Uh, ooh, bad one in the NFC East here. We got the Washington football team, according to Bavada, plus three versus the Giants. Oh, I like Alex Smith to go nuts. I like Alex Smith to have a great day. I, at least I'd love to see it anyway. So you're going to take Washington. I'm going to take I the Giants. I, I think they're coming off. It, you know, when when you need some um, when you need some good vibes in the offense, when you need some some positive momentum and some confidence, play Dallas. And that's what the Giants did last week. I think they are, the whole offense feels better waking up on a Monday morning. They, I know they lost the game, but they're like, hey, we, we can move the ball. We can score. I think the Giants handle okay. business here. Um, and uh, I think it's their first win of the season if they end up winning this game. So we'll see. Uh, we got the Miami Dolphins, according to Bavada, plus one versus the Denver Broncos. Oh, I'm sorry. That game got moved. That's right. No, oh, it's, it's the Patriots. It's the Patriots yeah. and Broncos. Man, I was going to be all over that Dolphins line. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Plus points against Denver? No way. But anyway. When did that game get moved to? Is that like a, a next oh, week it's, thing? It, I like think it's moved to November. Year. It's like it, okay. they're, they're, they're shuffling by weeks now because of everything. So let's just move it on. We got the New York Jets, according to Bavada, plus eight versus the Los Angeles Chargers. I think that the, the, the Jets hang in there. I think that Herbert... Gets his, uh, would, it, would it be his first win or his second win? I think it would be his second. You know, I don't want to be a hater, but everybody's slurping this guy, and he's played well, and I like what I see. He's got the personality of a, of a gray turd in the lawn, but he's been playing good football. Have you ever seen a person with less emotion on his face? Right? Give us no. something, dude. Have a hiccup or something. Jeez. <laughs> no, yeah. He's... I like him, though. I like him. I think they win, but I don't think they cover that large spread. He's super talented. He's super talented. Yeah. But, yeah, eight points. I think I see this as a seven point. I think yeah. the Chargers win, but the Jets, you know, this is what the Jets do. Everybody sleeps on them. Everybody's down on them. They suck so bad. Now, Le'Veon Bell's back. You had Jamison Crowder. I think he, they might get some other uh, receivers back healthy. This is a game that the Jets cover. It's just one of those things. So I'm going to take the Jets as well. I feel that as well. Yep. And then we already talked about the other ones. So that takes us through the episode, Brody. All right, my man. You know, it's it's even without the fans, which is lame. Mm -hmm. It's been a lot of fun. It's been super interesting. Yeah, man. Some good teams. Um, Some good teams playing. A lot of fun. A lot of good matchups. And we got another, uh, you know, good crop of matchups this week. Anyway, man, uh, for the audience out there, I appreciate you listening. Uh, Like, subscribe, comment, all that stuff. Go out, make some bets, and get paid. You want to get paid? Then get paid. Sean and Brad help you with the games. From the fantasy to the gambling. We the NFL experts help you win. You better tune in for the two hosts. They know everything from the players to the coaches. So get paid on a Sunday. Because the team right here know the game the most. From Chi-Town to the Florida coast. Got swag. Got butter with the toast. Brad's so a washed up model. Don't hate on that. Sean writes the fantasy football almanac. So quit that losing time to win. We talk fantasy or real. Whatever you win. You're going to wish this podcast never in. Now get ready. Ready for the best show to begin. Let's go.